0: Listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat.
1: Well, hello there, and uh, welcome back to RPC Ramblings. Um, it is—it's really good uh, of you to, to, to join us today. Um, I am Alex Richardson, uh, one of the discipleship workers uh, at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church, uh, and one of the co-hosts um, on our podcast series. Um, I'm joined as per usual with Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Hey Alex. Hey Leslie Ann. Leslie uh, Ann is also uh, one of our discipleship workers uh, at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. And today um, we are joined with special guest uh, Ben Preston. Good afternoon everyone. Hey Ben.
0: Good, af-
1: good afternoon Ben. Um, it's really good to, to see you and thank you so much um, for, for coming on. Um, Ben, I'm sure most people are um, familiar who are are listening with with who you are, um, obviously with your time spent uh, at RPC a number of years ago. But maybe for those who are are new to RPC, um, do you want to give us a bit of info about yourself?
2: Yes. um, My name's Ben Preston. I am a minister in Cree Hill, Presbyterian here in Larne, way, way back in 2012 to 2015 i was the assistant minister in rich hill presbyterian so that's how i i guess uh, i got to know you guys mm-hmm. uh, and the rpc massive and uh, i i came to rich hill i guess as part of my training to be a presbyterian minister something that began in 2009 and uh, that has it it, it seems the years go by (laughs) so quite quickly Um, and we are um, five years into uh, Craigie Hill now here so with my wife Jenny and our daughter Phoebe who is four our son Joshua who is two and we have a seven week old baby little baby Julia so God has uh, blessed us and we are uh, very happy here uh, I- interestingly in your last podcast you had um uh, sam uh, sam strain on talking about uh, god's holiness and wisdom mm. and of course uh, sam came from uh, as he said uh, yeah. from, from Craigie hill to rich yeah. hill and i went from rich hill to uh, to Craigie hill actually never would have heard about uh, Craigie hill had it not been for one of your members who <laughs> was at a funeral actually and um I was thinking about churches to apply and, and he had said to me, you know, Ben, what do you think about uh, Craigie Hill? I was like, where's that? <laughs> and sure enough, one thing got, in God's providence, um, I would find out where Craigie Hill was and uh, we've enjoyed it since.
1: Good. And how have you, uh, how have you been getting on during, uh, during lockdown? How have you and your family been doing?
2: Yeah, there's this little, um, whole global pandemic thing happening. I guess, like many families um, listening, you, you just try to make the, the best of it, don't you? You kind of listen to the news at night until you can't listen anymore, um, and follow the government guidance. And I, I guess uh, something that I've been reflecting upon, I mean, the lines for me have fallen in pleasant places. This lockdown hasn't been um, perhaps as, as hard uh, for me um, as some, and, and as a minister, uh, ministering during it, I have seen um, families uh, grieve and mourn. Mm-hmm. I've done funerals uh, for for folk with COVID, and uh, we've gone through the restrictions on it. is the most heartbreaking thing, um, not to be able to see one's loved one uh, mm-hmm. before they pass away, uh, to see to feel these restrictions. Uh, for me personally, as a, as our family, we um, I, I, I guess we haven't. Um, we haven't known that, um, but it has been a, quite a time to, to, to minister through. We're grateful in Craigie Hill we are back. And we're back from the 12th of uh, July. Uh, <laughs> um, quite, quite a fun day to get back on <laughs> to, to, to public worship on, um, as uh, Northern Ireland remembers. And some of Northern Ireland remember the glorious revolution. Um, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we we we, uh, we we were pleased to be back on the 12th. I, I took that service and then I, I've had three weeks off with my assistant, um, Campbell Mulvenny, um who was uh, holding the fort. Uh, and uh, how strange is that? Yeah, only in Craigie Hill. And uh, as I was assistant to Alistair, so he taught me well. And uh, I have tried to... Uh, uh, I've I've tried to be somewhat similar though um, to, to to Campbell though failing miserably compared to Alister's great uh, heights. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that um, uh, that that's us in uh, that's us back. And this is my second day back from work, Uh back to work from holidays. So I'm still quite fresh, and uh, <laughs> hopefully when we come, hopefully we come to all this theology stuff, we'll not uh, we'll not uh, stray
1: too far. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you'll uh, be fresh for uh, another while. Well, did you have a nice time away?
2: Yeah, we did. Um, we bumped into some of the RPC um, gas, the RPC di- diaspora, you would say, um, up in Port <laughs> Stewart and Port Rush. Um, so that, that was fun to kind of catch up um, with with a few. Um, and shout out to them. Uh, yeah, um, we we are refreshed. Um, Port Stewart and Port Rush is sort of. Uh, Presbyterians have been doing this for a while. Uh, Staycation is not really a new thing for us. we've no, <laughs> got to got to the port, um, bumping into each other. Uh, so <laughs> that
1: was good. It's funny you said that. I was it was our one year anniversary, Rachel and I, um, a few weeks ago, and um, we also went to to the North Coast, the Port Stewart for a And uh, yeah, we, we managed to to bump into to a number of people. So um, yeah, it seems to be uh, the place to place to go, um, h- hub of ah. the North.
2: I used to joke about this whenever I was younger I was like oh why would you want to go up to Port Rush or Port Stewart for you get to sure just see everyone you know but now as I've gotten older I've come to appreciate that there's something um, joyful about the just the uh the, the happiness of, of meeting someone uh, and having a having a yarn um, <laughs> at, at least uh, at least that that's how I'm joyfully choosing to yeah. That.
0: <laughs> yeah that's a good perspective and Ben, what yes. about Julia and Jenny? I'm sure everyone would love to hear how she's getting on. Are they doing well?
2: Yes, um, Julia's uh, uh, the health visitor was just around this morning, and um, we are informed Julia's doing well. She Good. is um, what is it the 95th centile for height okay. or something? So she wow. she's a tall girl, yeah. <laughs> or she she's projected to be a tall girl. So that's cool. And uh, J- Jenny's doing well as well. Um, has some time off. From, from work i guess I'll go back to she'll go back to psychiatry now mm-hmm. she's chosen to uh specialize in psychiatry uh, so she's a reg and um and join some uh maternity and we'll go back uh, mm. god willing uh, next year
0: yeah big excitement for phoebe and joshua too i'm sure then need Phoebe to <laughs> to look no. after and to help mummy and all that or not really <laughs> well
2: phoebe loves her yeah. she'll she hold her and she'll Aww. you know she, she, but uh, <laughs> josh'll when you say to joshua joshua <laughs> Do you want to hold? Do you know, you want to hold her? Mm, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he sort of poker. <laughs> Joshua does care. I will walk past uh, Julia's little cot, and from time to time, I'll see a, a, a toy car or um, <laughs> one of his little action men's, who, whom he's put in there because Julia, as he calls her, Julia, uh, she, she, he, you know, he. He does ask about her, where is she, you know, if he doesn't know where she is. So,
0: yeah, that's very the
2: joys of uh, of a family. They 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 grow up quick. Um, Phoebe um, goes to uh, P uh, to P one in the mm. Lin, uh, our local primary, uh, in, in September time, which is wow. near. Broke my heart to see oh. Jenny got her uh, uh the uniform earlier yesterday, and it broke my heart to see her. Thought, oh, she's <laughs> in her uniform already.
0: So, oh well. Such a <laughs> very life. Very sweet.
1: <laughs> mm, it's beautiful. Um, well, Ben, thank you so much um, for for coming on and uh, wow. and for for chatting with us today. And um, today we're going to be thinking about God being um, angry um, mm-hmm. and God being just. Um, God being angry is maybe not something we're often. And familiar with uh, with sin uh, maybe might not sit easy with us in some ways, saying that God is angry um but yeah um is god angry what, what do we mean by that um how do we how do we see that in scripture
2: god's anger or or wrath um, or fury even mm. uh, is most definitely um described in, in, in scripture it's that sense of God's uh, burning almost the, the words the, the words uh, connote that sense of, of a burning rage um a smoldering uh, we, we we see in the Psalms, psalm 74 particularly God under God's anger smolders uh, one, one of the kind of distinctions that we we come to this word and we are familiar with 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 anger I, I've been talking a little bit about having uh you know a four-year-old, a two-year-old, uh, and, and well, even little Julia, running about the house, uh, making demands on us and uh, pressing uh, pressing into to us. And, and in human terms, sometimes um, anger can bubble up. Mm-hmm. Um, we can uh, lose control or we can, uh, emotions can overcome us. We can, uh, to use a Northern Irish phrase, we can gulder. Uh, but God's anger is different. To ours, um, very often our, our anger can rise up and uh, and then mm. dissipate. Uh, we're told never let the the sun go down uh, on our anger. Make sure to uh, don't don't hold it. Uh, don't hold on to it. Uh, but but God's anger is not quite like that. God, God's anger is different. God's anger will uh, outlast the sun itself. It's eternal against sin. God's anger is eternal against sin uh we, we we will come and go uh, but but God' will always have that holy hatred uh, of, of sin mm. and the sin committed by his his, his people uh, it's that opposition um uh, to, to, to his to to his just um, and uh, uh sovereign will um, so yes, uh, God's anger,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. So I think, I think that's helpful ben, um to distinguish how it's not like our anger because our anger mm-hmm. is always self-justifying, you know, it's because we have been wronged. Um, and then that in some way maybe helps us understand God's anger in the sense it is because he's been wrong, but because he is holy because his mm-hmm. holiness um, and, and anything against his holiness therefore deserves his anger. Um, which is maybe a little is like tricky for us to understand because you know, we'd maybe think, "Well, how's that fair?" And yet, he is God. You <laughs> know, so of course, it's fair that God is is angry and jealous for his his holiness, for for justice, for um, yeah, for his goodness. As we've talked throughout this podcast about all of these positive attributes of God, I think maybe anger is like um negative in the sense that it is against something. Not negative; it's a bad thing, but it's a negative expression of his goodness as well, isn't it? That um, in his anger, he acts rightly, as we'll we'll talk about. Um, but it's actually a good thing that God is angry against sin and against anything that is against His nature. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, that's the, absolutely. That's a, a a helpful way of of, of getting that across. That uh, is 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 good and proper. That we have mm-hmm. a, a God uh, in the sum of His perfections, mm-hmm. um, who is angry against uh, against sin mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: and. Will not um, by no means will hold the guilty to be innocent.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. How does that then? Um, we you know we think about God. He, he's angry. He um, he's angry against sin. Um, anything that's opposed to his uh, his holiness. Um, how how does that or, or how should that um, shape our thinking um, in any way um, when it comes to uh, us thinking about sin and um, the, the punishment um, of of sin, um, does it at all have anything to do with how we should think about sin being punished? Or, or even now, we live, we live in this world, sin seems to maybe be unpunished or is going unpunished. How do we then think about that in relation to God's anger?
2: I, I think we should, to process rightly and to see Scripture's Describing God's wrath, um, His, his smouldering rage, uh, he, it's kindled by Israel's sin in the Old Testament. Um, it, it, it's kindled against our our, our human nature, our, our, our human sinful nature, mm-hmm. and, and to realize the eternal nature of that is to 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 realize in a greater sense the debt that we are under, yeah. um, the, the 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 cost therefore of the payment mm. <laughs> as well but 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 firstly the debt um, we owe the, the lord um, uh, for god's wrath uh, and and to to be satisfied his his anger to be sated uh, we we owe the lord a a, a debt uh, and a debt for sin in our fallen nature um, and the the only the only way to sate that is a perfect behavior mm. before the lord the only, the only way to pay that uh, debt uh, to sate that anger is to, to fulfill the law, um, uh, no slip-ups, no fall-ups, no failure uh, for the rest of our days, <laughs> and <laughs> that to realize that debt uh, because uh, God's anger exposing that debt, that then is to realize the impossibility of that mm. for sin is present uh, in, in our members. Uh, we have failed to keep His His laws demands. To know that. To know that the cost uh, is, is then to appreciate the uh, the one who pays the cost all the more. Uh, cost of God's anger against sin was the to be paid was the Lord Jesus' uh, cruel crucifixion. The righteous for their unrighteous to bring you to God, uh, and I think it is to then to to hold more and more valuable. Jesus Christ is more and more valuable uh, that He has uh, paid the paid the price. Mm. Um, so yeah. that is perhaps one way for me, anyway, that mm. I think about um, God's anger is to to drive me to the one who um, who saves me.
0: Mm. And then not only in that the way that we're justified, you're thinking of God's anger in that way, but even then in terms of our sanctification, if we consider this smouldering eternal anger of God. We realize the severity of sin and you know we're, we're much we, we grow in our hatred of sin as opposed to thinking okay it doesn't really matter you know, god doesn't really mind whereas actually we consider that he is and will be angry at anything that opposes his holy nature like the sin in our lives and we're, we're more inclined to take that more seriously um, and especially i think you said about you know, the world around us that's such a stark contrast to society where it's anything goes in fact now it's almost pushing, not just, you know, do what you want, but this is what you should do. You should be opposed to God. You know, that's almost pushed more. Um, And it seems as though society is saying there is nothing that is wrong. There's nothing that's immoral. There's nothing that will be judged, which is the complete opposite to what God is saying. And we're saying about God in his anger, his his wrath. Um, So it's important, I think then, for how we communicate with society around us and what we're saying to unbelievers too, um, because they're all telling each other that everything will slide, that you know, don't worry. Whereas actually the creator of the world is saying something very different. So it maybe changes how we engage there as well. Um, thinking about the severity of sin.
2: Yeah, so- Society is self-centered. And, and I yeah. mean, that's the med- you, you hear that day in, day out on your news, uh, that there, there are no moral absolutes that uh, do what makes you feel happy yeah. um, um almost uh, i i guess go back to that lie that uh, satan uh, yeah. told uh, told eve and, and adam uh you know that this way leads to this yeah. way leads to satisfaction you know did god really say yeah. <laughs> uh, and society is captured by that uh, and uh, makes for itself its own standards
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and God's anger is kindled um ag- against the uh, against the nations um mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess where we uh, and what I'm trying to think about a little bit is probably the God's anger against his people mm-hmm. <laughs> in scripture where, where we see it kindled uh, continually and God's great God is most angry against his people who mm-hmm. who do sin um uh, their their desecration of 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 god 's law etc etc um, mm. uh, and, and perhaps there are two different when, when we think of god 's anger there are there is a there is God's, uh, god 's god 's anger um, uh, upon the nations up, upon uh, sin uh, and the reprobate uh, and then we, we can see also god 's uh, god's anger to his to his people mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and yet a uh, perhaps as we get into justice his um his leading them into into that sanctification mm-hmm. into into repentance and and so on and so forth mm-hmm. yeah
0: um
1: uh, and you know you you talked her you've mentioned that the the justice of god probably has everything to do with um the 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 anger of god and um, mm-hmm. ben what what do we mean then when we're, we're talking about god being um, just um, yeah well that he alone is the, the righteous one
2: um, that uh, to be just is to give something is to give to another what they deserve uh, God renders to to every man according to his works the Bible tells us the Bible tells us God is the, the judge of of all the earth uh, when we think of God's uh, God being just, we have uh, two aspects uh, in His in His justice. To the righteous, He gives a reward, uh, not because they earn it or deserve it, because He promises it to them. Uh, Romans three twenty five twenty six, for whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to be declared righteous, that He might be just, the justifier of him who believeth in Jesus. God's um there was a, a theologian uh herman bavik talked a little bit there about uh, the remunerative and the retributive uh, justice mm-hmm. of i see you smiling alex <laughs> uh, reformed talk, on talk, talk is, to me, uh, talk yeah. to me. <laughs> reformed <laughs> on alex is a fun read uh yes the, the remunerative justice and the retributive justice so remunerative to the righteous a reward uh but also retributive to retributive um to the wicked to the breaker of the law uh, uh punishment god as we said earlier by no means holds the guilty to be innocent he does not spare the wicked romans 2 and 5 uh, after the after your hardness and and and, 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 and in heart treasure up unto thyself a wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of god we we have to hold those two things think through those things uh whatever we consider god's uh justice um because god can't be anything else but just Mm -hmm. god can't be anything else but just you've been going through these attributes uh, and the character of god and and god's holiness isn't going to allow him to do Mm -hmm. to do anything but that which is righteous
1: Mm -hmm.
2: He, he can't be unjust in the same way he can't be unholy it's mm. not possible uh he's the rock his work is perfect in all his ways uh our judgment a god of truth without equity just and right is he deuteronomy uh 32 tells us so that that's a way into uh god, god's justice but there's probably questions that we could then ask um, and kind of consider around sin and punishment and all the rest we have to be careful um mm. I think when we talk about these things, perhaps many in the world, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a common complaint, isn't it? Well, why is there evil in the world, or why does God not do something about it? Uh, is that something that we're familiar to us?
1: Yeah, I would, I would love you to unpack that um, that idea because I think that is a very prevalent idea. Do you know why God is just? He's He's the perfect one. Um, why does evil? Um, Exist um, in the world then, if God is, um, if God is just.
2: Well, I mean, I think we do have to be careful, um, as Christians. Mm. We don't want to fall into the. It, it's right and proper that we we we, we ask what the Bible says um, and consider that, but, but also. What we don't want to do is, is fall into sin itself, of murmuring or, or questioning the Lord and his sovereignty. Um, many in the world do. Uh, it's a yeah, very prevalent sin uh, to question that. But with biblical confidence, confidence, we can say that sin may be punished now and always eternally. Yeah. So we, we may see it openly uh, punished here and now, but it, always sin will be punished uh, e- e- eternally. Mm. Um, we, we see evidence in scripture of um, sins openly being punished by the Lord uh, that perhaps is that God's justice could be noticed um, Numbers 25 Zimri the Israelite takes this Moabite uh, lover and uh, immediately uh, as a finesse, uh, gets the spear and <laughs> uh, they are struck down for, for going after other uh, gods Um, um we could probably also think about um, Ananias and, and Sapphira in the in the in the New Testament for withholding uh, money from uh, from the church. Uh, always uh, an interesting one to preach, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're doing a series on uh, giving, <laughs> tithing, or something like that. There, he was struck down. <laughs> Give us your money. <laughs> But uh, sin may be punished openly right now. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's. Uh, I, I think we can see the testimony of that in Scripture. Um, but it also might be the case that, that that God is not punishing sin immediately, immediately, but that the wicked uh, might be instruments in God's justice and his glory, that the wicked in God's uh, providential plan uh, will be uh, serving his Glory. That's not to say God is working sin. Uh, that's mm. that's not the case. But 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 rather like Pharaoh. Take Pharaoh as an example. His heart was hardened. Uh, we've been doing this with Phoebe and uh, Joshua, um, Julia. Not so much. So she keeps. <laughs> I, well, and in fairness to Joshua, he is—he is trying his best. He he, he kind of reads along while, while I try to read oh. Exodus, and you're like, "Okay, Joshua, just 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 read a wee minute." But it, it's amazing how that story can be picked up even by 4 year by, by 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 Phoebe, because constantly uh, it's repeating again and again that Pharaoh's heart isn't hardened. And you know, I say to Phoebe, and you know, uh, you yeah, Pharaoh, let my people go, and Pharaoh doesn't and um his heart is hardened and yet that god's glory uh would be revealed all the more mm. and he, he then he, we've just been kind of finishing uh the song of of moses and this uh beautiful triumph moses sings for the triumph of the lord uh, over the the rider and his chariot um god it may not have looked at that first um uh, at the first plague, that, that God was doing everything, and it may have looked like uh, sin was, was you know, the, the sin of slavery and God's captive people in, in the land of Egypt, but the wicked were used as, as instruments in God's uh, God's justice yeah. and his glory. As uh, as long as eternity is, mm. God has time to uh, to punish his enemies, mm. uh, yeah. and that's says, tough,
0: isn't it? Like, you know, that this idea that we maybe want immediate justice or we think we want immediate justice, but we have no idea what God is doing. You know, we we have no concept of, of the larger um, work going on. And um, even we've already talked on the podcast about patience, about how God is patient and it's you know, what is one of the purposes of God's patience, if not to to draw people to Him, you know, in salvation and you know, that couldn't happen if we just thought, right, let's just call it now, you know, like let's have immediate justice, whereas God is patient so the people will, will turn to him, you know. So even that, there's a purpose of that. Uh, his ways are just so much higher than our ways in, in in every sense, including when and how he administers his just anger or his just wrath. Um it's tricky, maybe in the in the midst of things, but a comfort, you know, in, in the long run that he knows exactly what he's doing and when and how um, because he is just and, and can't be anything but yeah.
1: And I think the other thing that you you want to say is that is that God's his his just his anger, mm-hmm. you know, his justice, um, he's he's holy mm-hmm. um and his his anger, his wrath that he will um, unleash um and the punishment that he will bring is a holy anger. Mm-hmm. and so unlike us um
0: yeah.
1: but you know our anger and um, is often one that's not a righteous one that's mm-hmm. not a holy anger but God's mm-hmm. anger is a holy anger and so God's um when God deals justly when when he punishes he is going um to do it in a way that is um right I guess and um I, I guess in some levels, that's there is some level of comfort to be found in that um that God is going to deal um with people um in a way that God and God alone could deal with people um if if that makes sense um yeah
2: i think alex i mean that's helpful uh to to think of God's righteous anger maybe we should have picked that out even a little bit more earlier thinking about jesus um in Matthew 21, 12 to 17, with the Pharisees, Jesus pronounced scripture's verdict on the defilement of the house of prayer. And he's, mm. you know, we, we, we have the Sunday school kind of picture um, of, you know, the website, the overturning of the, of the <laughs> tables and so on and so forth. Um, but God has a great anger there against his people who refuse to worship him um, as he commands. Mm. Uh, they have exchanged uh, obedience uh, for to, to God's word um, and they exchanged it for worship of their own conceptions and their own free expression and the temple, a place of worship a place of prayer, uh, God's great anger there, um, kindled and Christ expressing that righteously and, and again even uh, I, I with Christ and the disciples they argue about the disciples are arguing about who's going to be the greatest mm-hmm. Jesus rebukes them mm-hmm. um, they have own belief Jesus rebukes them Or or, or, or or Peter, um, yes. uh, setting one's mind on the things of man rather than the things of God. Get behind me, Satan. Um, anger <laughs> and righteous anger, um, but God inflicts it upon his people, um, the disciples there, um, with a, a faithfulness that, that, that they would refine and purify them. Mm. Um, God's anger um, against sin um is uh, is righteous but 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 also um god's anger against sin in christ then um i think redemptively mm-hmm. uh the anger of god upon christ uh, the power of christ divinity he bears the weight of god's anger mm-hmm. uh, in his humanity that, that we the guilty uh, may go
1: may, we may go free mm-hmm yeah i think you know just as you said that ben um like the, the, there's really good news because i think as we're talking here about god's anger and god's justice there's a sense in which i am feeling almost the, the weight <laughs> of of you know sin um, yeah. and and sin on me because um yeah because god has created us he is a holy perfect god we are meant to be uh, perfect as our father in heaven is perfect um matthew 5:48 I, I think and um and, you know, th- there's a sense here in which we're saying that actually we, we don't live up to that perfection, to that mm-hmm. holiness. Um, we are not like him. Um, and, and he is justified in his anger um in his wrath against um, us who haven't lived um, the way we were meant to. Um, but. Praise be to God that in Jesus Christ. um, Mm -hmm. um,
2: He's given us a new hope, Mm -hmm. a new living hope. God's justice demands our human nature. Uh, Which is sinned must pay for its sin. Mm. And and either we pay or someone else pays. Either we pay or someone else pays. Psalm 49, no man can redeem uh, the life of another, give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. So we we deal in a world though that uh, here's that God's got a love. God's oh. got a love. You know this podcast is going to come as a probably a little of a, well, they're talking about God's anger and his justice. <laughs> well I mean maybe not our pc folk you you <laughs> <that. laughs> In fairness, but 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 anybody could be listening. Yeah. Uh, but 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 most in the world hear that God's a God of love, and, and then they leap to say, "Well, God forgives everyone. It's mm-hmm. it's we just need to pray, and He'll be okay." I remember talking this through with um, our girls' brigade, and uh, yeah, that that was what was coming back. Uh, God's a God of love. It. Hey, it's okay. Um, the Scripture is clear. Mm-hmm. Scripture is clear that we can't bear that that God's anger and the debt of sin uh if you O oh Lord, kept a record of our sins who could who mm. could stand uh, and people think that God's justice just needs like a we need like a like make a little payment and uh law'll be okay god God's mm. grace will make us better and 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 we we do our part and sure it'll be okay mm. but but we can't satisfy god's justice uh we can't satisfy the, the legal debt of our sin, mm. our mediator must be another and mm-hmm. and as you said alex uh, you know praise be to praise be to god you know hebrews 2 we've he has made uh, he's been made to be like his brother in every mm-hmm. respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of god to make a propitiation for the sin of his people we have a redeemer <laughs> we have a, a second adam don't we uh, a greater adam uh, one who is true and righteous man yet very god Mm. And that's the cost. That's the cost. Uh, we, can't, we can't go past that. The cost of the payment. Mm. It's God's own son that would leave heaven mm. itself uh, for our deliverance uh, mm. through a once-for-all sacrifice. Grace is not cheap. Grace mm. is costly. Mm. And grace is not uh, something that we can add our little part to. It's the debt needs settled it's by another through the way of the cross. Uh, beyond mm. our counting, but the value is immeasurable. And and all that, we who were dead now find ourselves alive in Him. Mm. Mm. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting ahead of my. I'm I'm going full preacher mode. Apologies. You know, it's great. It's
0: good to be reminded of these things, though, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's good to to remind one another and and to remind ourselves of the enormity of of what actually has been bought for us and and the enormity of that cost. You know, I, th- I think it's great. Like, thank you, Ben. I think that's really. Um, comforting and encouraging and challenging You know, as we yeah. talk through these things yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, we, we value uh, we, we value that which costs us a lot and yeah. uh, you, you know that, that's why I want to focus uh, you know I'm a thrifty a thrifty, uh, thrifty larn man now you know <laughs> uh, we spend a lot on a purchase you know I hold it dear you know, uh, you know and treasure it uh, but um, is so thinking through what, what, what um, the cost of our deliverance? You know, we, we should value it mm. uh, all the more. Christ, by that single offering, perfected uh, for all time those who are been sanctified, uh, and, and we know it. We know it through the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: yeah. uh, uh, we, we did the Heidelberg. I don't know if you guys have uh, encountered it, uh, the Heidelberg Confession, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I I went through it in a year with with the folk here and. And Craigie Hill, and Question uh, nineteen has a lovely way of putting it: that uh, the gospel it's uh, revealed in paradise, proclaimed to the patriarchs and prophets, portrayed in sacrifices and ceremonies of the law, and it's fulfilled uh, through His own dear Son.
1: Mm. And uh,
2: what a what a how God's anger and God's justice takes us uh, to, to 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 the gospel.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, that's beautiful, and. Um, How should this then shape, affect our our everyday living? Um, You mentioned a call to be sanctified, and that is what God is doing. How do these um, two attributes, God's justice and God's anger, how should they inform um, our everyday
2: living? God's anger against sin, uh, and then coupled with God's justice, his retributive justice, that one day um, he will judge evil fully. Uh, you, you mentioned it before that uh, you had said that that was a comfort. Um, I think that's right, uh, it is, is a comfort for the individual believer uh, in our daily lives. But it's also, I, I would say another, <laughs> I'm getting used to my C's, it's al- also another check. It's, it's it's a comfort, but it's also a check. It's mm. a check to ourselves that, that we are not God
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that we can't expect uh, the church to solve every problem and, and fix the world. <laughs> uh, we are not God. Um, um, I guess, I don't know if it was long before your time, um, maybe uh, Alex and Leslie but um, I, I watched a TV series called Thunderbirds. <laughs> Thunderbirds.
0: <laughs> Alistair's heard a big it. fan. It's Alistair, big fan Thunderbirds.
2: Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> he used to always bring in actual, he had like little toy models and stuff. He used to use them for kids' dogs. Oh, yeah did he oh yeah
2: well, well that was before uh yeah that was before my time as an assistant there we go uh <laughs> uh we uh, anyway thunderbirds <laughs> international rescue um whenever there was uh, i guess a giant plane that uh, couldn't land or a massive skyscraper on fire um normal organizations couldn't help then international rescue yeah. stepped up to the plate with some sort of cool gadget uh, yeah. and the um wasn't it the Tracy brothers, I think that was right, uh, uh, kind of leaped uh, to rescue. Some see the church as a little bit like international rescue, mm. um, as a primarily a, a society for doing good, uh, to fix all things. But that's not our primary purpose. Mm. We're a society who's been rescued from sin and testifies to the true rescuer and redeemer of the nations, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what happens Sabbath by Sabbath. We gather to receive worship. Uh, we gather to worship and receive His gospel word from uh, from the preacher, um, and then we scatter into our, to our homes and offices and obey His word, loving our neighbors as ourselves, and practicing that biblical redemptive justice, showing that concern for the poor, the widow, the orphan. Uh, Hearing Jesus' words, whatever you've done to the least of these, you've you, you, you've done for me. Um, so, I, I, it's a check. It's a reminder that. Mm-hmm. We can't fix all things, but we bear witness uh, to the one who redeems. Um, I, I do wonder about—we uh, we sometimes get all a little bit hot and bothered about social justice and thinking, "Well, what should we do? What should we not? Is this—is this the gospel?" Or you know, uh, I mean, I think we have to be careful of our terms. We do want to put on justice. We do want to put on righteousness as a robe. Um, Job talks about that in Job twenty-nine. Um, but but our grounding for justice. Is not the same as the BBC's uh,
0: mm. or the world,
2: and you know you see portrayed on the news. I'm picking on the other news providers are available, uh, <laughs> but you know it's it's not our idea of justice is not the same as if you talk about with your friends on Facebook, mm. and they're not in the church or anything like that. There they have a different idea of justice. Mm. Um, th- their justice we had mentioned uh, a little bit previously. Uh, and you were talking about society and uh, society's wishes and whims. Uh, there is where they find that the grounding for their yeah. for their for their justice uh, on, on their personal whims and wishes. But our when we speak of justice, we we don't speak uh, of a justice based on something we find in here and mm-hmm. in, inside us, yeah. but rather something external. Our grounding is God's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a knowledge of justice that's birthed from the from the revelation of God and Holy Scripture. And, and it, we see injustice worm its way in in and, and Eden and sin and disobedience in the individual, in society, in the scriptural realm, Scripture realms, even we have a, or sorry, the, spir- uh, the spiritual realms, the spiritual realms, we, we have a great adversary in, in, in Satan. Mm. And we wrestle not just with flesh and blood. Mm. Uh, so when we talk about justice, I mean, we have this like, complex understanding of it that where the world hears, its own self self-centered alternative justice with with categories of power from I, I don't know i guess probably i'm at the i'm at the top i'm you know uh, what's all the terms they use male cisgender
0: okay
2: <laughs> yeah something like that there uh you know heterosexual all that there there i get to be at the top and uh, the world then maps on your know, systems of oppression and uh, the marginalized and and, and it's identity politics. You might have heard that term anyway on, on the news. Uh, and at the bottom, those at the bottom, as they decide, have more moral authority and more truth. And those mm. at the top must give up their power. But the Bible's account is clear. None are righteous. There's mm. no not one. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Our idea of justice is is, is grounded in, in, in God. Um, if, you, if you permit me, it's, it's, it's an interesting day uh, to, to be discussing uh, justice uh, on the day that it says in Northern Ireland. Um, as we record this, the SDLP's John Hume has just passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, many in Ireland are mourning the death of this uh, noble Peace uh, Prize winning politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hume trained as a priest in Maynooth, and it, actually, though, his, his great grandfather was a Presbyterian. Uh, Hume then switched to teaching and politics and spent his life in, in opposition to violence. He was campaigning mm. for reconciliation and justice uh, between the peoples of this land and helped many out of poverty through the credit union movement. Hume is actually one example of uh, engagement in, in justice uh, from the position of a divine moral absolutes. Uh, he, he does, but we're not all politicians. Mm. Uh, we're, we're not, we're, we're, we are we are. Uh, where we find ourselves, we as a church, we we receive teaching about God's gospel, and we proclaim that uh, God, Jesus saves, uh, mm-hmm. and then He saves through humbling Himself to the form of a, a suffering servant. And as God opens our blind eyes, He renews our heart, and we be a people who we are a people who share the gospel with our neighbours and do what's. A, um, uh, uh, member of Rich Hill uh, used to quote this one to, uh, to, to me quite a lot, uh, a favorite verse of his. And if he's listening, he'll know it. Uh, Those who do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Micah like 6 and and, and 8. Uh, that, that's who we are. Mm. That's who we are. Uh, um, it's not complicated, I don't think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the theory isn't yeah. complicated. You need to put it into practice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I think, though, Ben, um, what you you've helped us see um and leslie-anne is that uh, god's anger and god's justice um are two um huge um really important um attributes uh, and two things that we we seriously need to um need to consider Mm -hmm. um and uh, and spend time in the scriptures and seeking to understand um because they have a lot to say about um everyday living and how we how we think um about the world around us, evil in the world, um, evil that's going to be judged. Um, so, yeah. So thank you very much um, for, for for your chat. Um, re- really enjoyed it. So um, thank you very much for, for coming on. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you for having me. You know, let me end with, uh, again, going back to that, 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 that greatest of all comfort uh, for believers. God's just. And he shows mercy to those in Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and mm-hmm. cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's promised to forgive and wash me. What's the psalm say? Wash me and I shall be whiter than, than snow. And uh, mm-hmm. We can praise God for his mercy, friends, uh, in Christ. There's laid up for us a crown of righteousness, uh, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day uh, because, of, because of Christ. Mm-hmm. So what we do, well, we recognize the judge of all the earth will do right and every knee and every tongue will confess him, Lord. Uh, this, this, thank you for forcing me to sit down and think through some of this, these things, uh, uh, I guess, in a little bit of detail. I am sure uh, at a certain sur- coming close to a sermon near you in Craigie Hill, <laughs> some of this stuff, regardless of the passage, will likely be <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh,
1: very good. Um, well, no, thank you um, so much. And we're, we're glad that... Um, yeah it's been it's been a profit for you to be able to think through these things but and for everyone who's uh listened uh, as well and uh, thank you once again for, for tuning in and um, it's been uh, uh we hope you have enjoyed this as much as, as we have discussed in these things but um yeah we we love you we miss you and uh, we can't wait uh, to see you again uh, sooner uh, around than again uh, so thank you